you don't communicate through a conflict if you don't ask questions and get the details. Because if you don't have the details, you don't have the new action steps to move forward. And if you don't have those new action steps, you don't have any new end result. It's going to be the same result. And then you're stuck in the same cycle. So if you want a new result, you got to communicate questions to get new details. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. So today's episode, I just want to touch on quickly a very important, a very important part of handling sex-related conflict. And some of you guys are single, some of you guys are in relationships, whatever the case may be, um, there's, there are things that are getting in the way of you having better sex, right? And what allows you to move forward towards your ideal sex life is knowing how to get there. James Clear has a has a quote, and I might get this wrong, but the gist of the quote is, it's not that people are lacking motivation, they're lacking clarity. And what this means is a lot of people out there want to change and want to improve, and they're driven to prove and to improve and change, right? But they're not clear on what it takes to change. Therefore, they don't. So they don't have the details, which is what we're going to be talking about today, in order to move forward and improve their situation, bringing them closer to their ideal outcome. So what this looks like often in conflict communication between a partner, partnership, would be when, for instance, when a woman says, you never, you never listen to me. And the guy responds, I always listen to you. What are you talking about? And then it just, it, it's an ongoing conflict because they're not getting to the source of the problem. They're not getting any details around what it means for her to be listened to. She's not giving him details of how he can be a better listener for her. And therefore they stay in the same place and they have the same struggle and they have the same amount of sex if she's using his lack of listening skills as a way to you know, either not give sex out of resentment or just not feel in the mood because she's never listened to, so she feels emotionally disconnected. There's no detail, right? Therefore, no one can take action. No one can take a new action. So I'll just list out a few other circumstances that people say, and you're probably familiar with all these phrases, that they go nowhere because there's not enough detail in the communication around them. Number one, I want to have sex more. You know, if someone says this to me, I want to have sex more. um, You know, that's my goal for the new year. Want to have sex more or not even a goal for the new year. um, But just saying that like, all right, I just, I want to do that more. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. How are you going to do that? 
If the person doesn't have a how, they're just like, I'm just going to do it more. Then you're not going to do it more because something obviously has to change if you're not doing it as much as you want to right now. So what's going to change? The, the details, the action steps, which are the details, right? If a partner says to their significant other, you don't listen to me, and the partner just either says, oh, yes, I do, or okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to you, and then they listen the way that they feel they need to listen and it doesn't work, that partnership gets just, it just gets frustrated, Both people get frustrated because she's like, I told you, you don't listen to me and you need to do it more. And then the guy from his side is like, I am doing it more. Only he's doing it based on his perspective. He's not getting the details of what it means to her. What does listening mean to her? In order to listen to me, you need to do this. I loved when you did this last week. It showed you were a great listener. This is what I would like to see more of. And then I'll feel more heard. Like people don't have these conversations and that's why you get caught in the same rut or the same cycle. And this goes both ways. It's not that men are always, always need to be on the lookout for details. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that if you can control a, a conflict and get an outcome you want, wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, whether you're a man or a woman, Know that you have power over getting more details by asking good questions, knowing that all that matters is your partner's pers- perspective. You know, it matters how they feel. It doesn't, you can't listen to them from what you feel is a good listener. You have to ask them, what does it mean for you to have a partner who's a good listener? What does that look like? Give me the details because otherwise I don't know what to do, right? You can't just know how to change. And there's actually a lot of partners. I have a couple of clients now who, you know, they'll ask their wife um, clearer questions because I tell them to. <laughs> and I'm like, ask her what it means for her to feel more understood by you. What does that look like? What do you have to specifically do for her to feel more understood by you? And the woman will say, I don't know. And in that place, you know, that's a problem because if she doesn't know, That means she either has no clue how she feels understood and she's just blaming her partner because she doesn't, that she doesn't feel understood. And at the end, at the end of the day, um, you know, doing this calls her out in a way that makes her aware of that. It's like, okay, well, if you don't know, how am I supposed to know? If you don't know what you want, how am I supposed to give you what you want? You don't even know. So it's either a way to call someone out kind of on their on their bullshit or their lack of of clarity that points out to them, hey, look, can you see how this isn't my fault? Like I'm trying, but I'm I don't have all the pieces to the puzzle. You know, you can't complete a puzzle if you have five out of ten pieces. You need that information. Um, another one, let's go to example number three. We should be more intimate. And I've had couples who have said this, um who have said this to each other, you know, okay, let's be more intimate this week. And then with that, with that direction, what do you think happens during the week? Do you think anything changes? No, (laughs) because what does that mean? We should be more intimate. Okay. What does that look like? What does more look like based on what we're doing now? If right now we snuggle on the couch every night after dinner and we want to be more intimate this week, does that mean we um, have sex one night this week? 
Does that mean we, um, and it doesn't even have to be sexual, you know, does that mean we give each other um, a mini massage one night this week? Because if you never do those things and you do it one time, you take an action step that you both agree upon because it's very specific and then you do it, then ultimately for that week, you were more intimate. But the detail on, okay, what exactly are we going to do to be more intimate this week? And you both agree on a very specific activity, like let's give each other a massage on, on Tuesday and just make sure that happens. Then you're taking a step forward because there's agreement there. There's detail. It's clear. It's very clear, right? All right another example. Let's go out to dinner more. What does the more mean? You know, are you marking it on your calendar to make sure that it actually happens? You know, first it's about, okay, well, how often do we go out now? We go out like, you know, uh, once a month. Okay, more for me would mean we go out twice a month. What about you? Oh, well, more for me would mean we go out three times a month. Okay, so how about we at least agree to this month picking two days, two nights minimum and shoot for four or shoot for three? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that that works. Okay, let's put it in the calendar now. And then you do that together, right? See how clear that is? And then you put it in your calendar, make sure that that's a priority and it's not pushed off because this is a goal for the two of you. You want to go out to dinner more. You know when you go out to dinner, you have a really great time. You have great conversation. Um, You bond over good food. That's like your thing. And if it's important to your relationship and you know that going out to dinner more will enhance your relationship, then prioritize it. It may sound silly to be like, all right, let's sit here and plan our dinners for the month. But if you've been going so long not going out to dinner and you know that's something that will help you, then you got to prioritize it. But but first you got to get the details, right? And then it's easy to prioritize. Details make everything easier. Right? Just even in conflict, even in moments of conflict when you're not necessarily saying, oh, let's do this more, let's do this more. But say there's an instance where it's your partner's telling you, um, this made me, that really made me feel shut down, you know, or I feel really used by you right now. Asking your partner, what exactly about that made you feel used? You know, and this doesn't even mean you have to be in this calm state where it's like, all right, well, when I am said, when my partner says that to me, I'm pissed off because I don't use my partner, you know, but if she's feeling that way, I'm going to use this female example because this is a very common one. Um, And, and most of the time the guy is not using her sexually and he genuinely does not feel that way, but she feels that way. So it's not his job to say, no, I don't use you. That's bullshit. You're being dramatic. Instead, he needs to say, how does that make you feel? You Like, how do, how do I make you feel used exactly? And then she says, well, when you, when you stop hugging me throughout the day, you know, this month I feel like you haven't hugged me once and you always want sex. And I feel really good when you hug me. I feel really loved by you. And it feels like I can't, I don't want to have sex with you if I don't feel loved by you then you're getting, you're getting puzzle pieces there, right? You just got three more puzzle pieces where you're like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> like I'm getting the details. 
I can solve this now. We could figure out why we're having less sex. I just got more, I just got more clues. I got more details. And same if it's the opposite situation. You know, if you're, if you're not in the mood to have sex with her because you're super stressed and then she has to ask you, you know, the same thing. Like, you know, if she's taking it very emotionally and taking it very personal and getting very upset, instead, if she were to come up to you and say like, hey, I just want to clarify, like, you're not stressed. You're not saying no to me because you're, because of our relationship, right? Like, are you, is it that you're stressed about work or you're stressed about us? I just feel like I need to know. And that opens up a dialogue where you can say, no, 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 it's not about you at all. No, that's not it. I'm still very attracted to you. You know, you're super sexy, but I'm just, I'm so stressed with work right now. I just can't, I can't relax. Like my body just does not want sex right now. And you're giving clarification. And that clarification in this case gives reassurance, right? In almost every case, the details of clarifying what you're saying gives the other person a sense of understanding your perspective, a sense of reassurance, and a sense of emotional bonding with you. Because it's like, all right, I always know what's happening. I don't have to like walk on eggshells. I know exactly what's in their head now. It's a way where you don't have to mind read. You know, a lot of you guys feel like you you have to mind read or women play these games when really, if you guys ask better questions, and I'm not saying this is your fault at all. Like some women do play games. Some women are very emotional. I'm not saying they're not. But some men are also very short with their with their uh, communication because they don't want to open up vulnerably and be vulnerable, right? And, um, you know, they either don't want to do that or they just don't see it as a big deal, like whatever the case may be. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. I saw something on the wall and I got distracted. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, so pretty much... <laughs> I'm like, blah, <laughs> it's really late in the day. All right. Um, so yeah, basically if you guys, yeah, you get a sense of reassurance and you get to know, you get to be in your partner's head. So if you feel, oh yeah, like guys, if, if men were to do, were to ask more questions and put their, put their ego aside, because a lot of the times guys have a bigger ego than, than women do. That's, that's, you know, quite often that's the case. So if you can just let go of the ego and ask questions and not have to feel stupid for asking questions, like you guys shouldn't know what she, what listening means exactly to her detail by detail. You know, why should you know that? You shouldn't, but, but you won't know unless you ask. So don't feel like an idiot or don't feel like a moron or like, you know, a bad partner if you don't know the answer or not man enough if you don't know the answer right away. Nobody knows the answer to anyone's real definitions of anything because we're all in our own minds. We all have our own interpretations of everything and all of us are different. So it doesn't mean you don't know women because you're asking a woman a question. It just means like, hey, I don't know this about this woman. And you may have been married for 20 years too. And you may never had this kind of conflict, so you never had to ask this question. Or like, what does it mean for you to be heard? You know, I don't remember. Or maybe things changed because I feel like you used to always tell me you felt heard and now you don't. So, 
you know, what changed? What do you think changed? It's, it's really good to ask these questions because, you know, it may feel uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, you're getting the information you need so that you know exactly what's going on in your relationship. You know what your partner needs, you know how to give it to them. Um, you know, you become a better communicator for addressing your needs and asking for your needs to be met because you know how powerful details are. So it's just, it helps everyone. I had this, I had this guy comment on my Instagram the other day. I don't know. It was just a random comment I came across and it was like, um, like people need a sex coach. Like, like it's not that hard. Put it in and take it out. And I was just like, oh my God. (laughs) And there were a couple others that were just saying like, if you don't know women, like you're a fucking loser or like something. I don't know. It was so obviously by, by idiots. Um, who are writing this because you're not expected to know what's in a woman's mind or women are not expected to know what's in a guy's mind. The only way we know is by communicating. Some people are really good at communicating and they don't come across in obvious questions. They can read body language a lot better or they can word things in a way that's more flirty, comes across more flirty than it does asking a question. Some people come across like they're like interrogating where it's question after question, right? Because they're a little awkward about it. They haven't practiced it. Um, Some people are just more natural with it. So regardless, everyone is, everyone who's good with people or good with women or good in relationships or have a great sex life, they're most likely strong communicators with the person that they're communicating with Um, because they ask the person questions in a direct way or an indirect way, they are finding out the information. They're not just sitting there and knowing it. (laughs) Like nobody just knows. It's about getting the information and not blocking off and, and just, you know, throwing the person's concerns out the window because it's very easy to be like, Oh, you're being ridiculous right now. What are you saying? Like, we never do this. Like, what are you talking? I get the fuck out of here. You know, like a lot of you may want to respond that way when really Obviously, she doesn't feel like you do that or you know that. So ask her why, you know? It doesn't mean you're wrong and she's right just because you're asking a question or trying to get more detail. It just means you're saying like, wow, really? You think that? Like, why would you say that? What makes you, what about what I've been doing makes you say that? And then bam, she says, well, when you did this, this and that. And then you can say, okay, well, what about when I did this, this, and that? How did these things feel? Like, I could see your point of view with those three. Um, what about these three? Oh, well, those were, those were good. But like this, this, and that really bothered me. They really, like, they really get to me because this makes me feel like you don't love me. Really? Well, of course I love you. And I would never want you to feel that way. But, um, but okay, I'll be more aware of that moving forward. I didn't know you didn't feel loved when I do that. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Is there anything I could do like instead of that? Or what do you want me to do next time we're in that situation instead? And she and then you're throwing it on her. You know, throw it on her. Then she says, I'd rather you like respond this way, or I'd rather you like give me a hug right away. That would be really nice. I would really like that. Okay. I'm gonna try to do that next time this happens. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. And then the conflict is actually solved. You talk through it. Right. And I get that most conflicts do not have (laughs) that lackadaisical tone of voice, right? Where it's like, okay, yeah, okay. And you may be heated and you may be, 
be communicating assertively and there's nothing wrong communicating assertively or you know your your voice may be raised like your pitch pitch wise but that doesn't mean you're not you know you could still communicate in those stressed out moments is what i'm saying like you don't have to be completely relaxed and most likely you will not be but in those moments of tension are you saying really cuz i you know it could look like this too this is another healthy way to communicate with a similar situation you could be like um like really wow like i can't believe you think that i can't believe you think that but like tell me why you think that like what specifically have i done that makes you think that i really want to know cuz i want to know like what's up i want to know why you're feeling this way you know so this is this is can still be you in this stressful state but you're still communicating. You're still looking for answers. You're not shutting down. You're looking for the answers. And that's the whole point. Um, the answers are in the details. And you don't, you don't communicate through a conflict if you don't ask questions and get the details. Because if you don't have the details, you don't have the new action steps to move forward. And if you don't have those new action steps, you don't have any new end result. It's going to be the same result. And then you're stuck in the same cycle. So if you want a new result, you got to communicate questions to get new details, right? What don't you know? Because there's obviously something you're not aware of, and that's what's holding you back right now in whatever situation you're in. So anyway, I don't want to make this too complicated. (laughs) I don't think it was. I kind of went off on a few rants, but I hope that it came across in a way that, that you can relate to. And, and just know that there is power in detail, all right? Especially when you're going through a sex conflict, sex-related issue, ask yourself, what are the things I need to know that I just don't know right now? And how can I ask questions to get more detailed around it so that I can take new action steps? All right, guys, that is it for today. I hope this helped you. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on iTunes and also Spotify now. Um, they do ratings and reviews on Spotify. So appreciate you. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember... Your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.